This is the Cattails Podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 5, Episode 2. Holistic Health, The Mind. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back. Welcome back to the Cattails Podcast and to our brand new season, Season 5. So I hope you've been enjoying the season so far. I've been getting some great feedback from many of you that were really excited to have the podcast back. That's really cool. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. And if you haven't listened to episode one of season five, I suggest you go back and have a listen where I was talking about the body. And the approach for this season is in the first few episodes, we're looking at the material from my first book, Guidelines for a Holistic Happy Life, and the five areas of health that create the holistic Cator's philosophy. So in this episode today, we're going to be looking at the mind. So before we do, I'd like to say a massive thank you to our sponsor. They're the Masterclass Sessions and they're amazing. If you click on the link in the show notes, you can book on the next Masterclass Session. Some incredible people who are the best in the world at what they do and what they know. And they give Masterclasses and you can sign up and you can enjoy watching them. I go to several of them. I think they're fantastic. They're so inspiring. If you send a message to michael at catalyst.co.uk or if you click on our social media posts about the podcast, just tell me something that you like about the podcast, what which part resonated with you the most or something that you enjoyed, and you'll be entered into our draw, and you'll have an opportunity to win a whole 12-month subscription to Masterclass Sessions for free, completely free, which is amazing. And we've also got a second competition running this season where if you, again, do the same thing, you will put be put into a draw um, for my new book, which is called Loving Leadership, and you'll be entered into a chance to win a copy of that. So you've got two chances <laughs> to win in two competitions. So if you remember from last episode, what we're doing in these episodes is we're looking back at the material that I covered in the book. But even if you've not read the first book, it doesn't matter. And thinking, well, does it still hold up five years later after writing it? Do I still agree with it? Don't want to take anything out, don't want to add anything to it if you've already read it. You're thinking, hmm, you know, what's new? So I'm going to go through several of the areas that I wrote about in the mind, as well as tell you why I called it the mind. And then I've got four fantastic new recommendations that I suggest that you check out, some of which you might have heard before, but two of which I think are brand new you've never heard before. So let's go. So what is the mind? There's a good question. What is your mind? Where is it? Can you find it? Is it your brain? Is it outside your body? What's going on? It's a pretty deep question, isn't it? Well, in previous episodes, I've done a lot on looking after your mind, meditation, and being kind to yourself. So if you just go over all four of the previous seasons, you'll find lots of good stuff for looking after your mind, which came from this original idea why I wrote about the mind. But in my idea, my philosophy, the cataholistic philosophy is everything's linked together can't just work on one area. And since I wrote the book five years ago, and it seems every year, more and more, we hear a lot more about mental health. And rightly so, it's a very important part of our lives, looking after your mental health. But why did I call it the mind rather than mental health? Well, I really thought about that. And to me, just in my opinion, I think some really good stuff done on mental health at the moment, and I think some of it is not so good. And I think if I was to say the phrase mental health to you right now, you'd think of certain things, and somebody else would think of something completely different. Now, some people might have good, positive connotations. they think, yeah, mental health, looking after yourself. 
other people might think about mental illnesses or they might be having a really hard time or they might know somebody who's going through a really hard time. So I think you have to be careful with those kind of connotations, whereas calling it the mind is, to me, calling to something beyond our mental health. Our mental health is included as part of our mind, but there's more to me. There is more that includes our spirit, our emotions, and all the different aspects. So when I was calling it the mind, I was thinking about that, thinking about, well, the way people have described it for over thousands of years. So again, just in my opinion, I didn't want to call it mental health because of some of the things that people might have thought in relation to that. Whereas when if I called it the mind, it's something a little bit more generic, a little bit more open-ended that people can hopefully think about in a slightly different way that isn't necessarily just about the mental health. Just like looking after your body is not just about your workouts or what you eat. There's something more in each area. So I wrote about four different areas. I wrote about you need to be inspired, you need to have that inspirational mind, meditation, looking after your mind, prayer and why and how you could do that, and why your body and mind are linked. So firstly, do I believe in all that still? Yeah, I do, 100%. Your inspiration, I definitely feel more than ever that you should feed that. You need to keep inspiring yourself. Your mind will pretty much work with what it's got and rehash old things and go around new things but if you're not giving it new inspiring material it can't work with what it hasn't got your imagination can only take so far meditation i've done podcasts on meditation make sure you go back and listen to them that's still i think the number one way you can look after your mind when i wrote the first book i've been meditating for about three or four years and seen huge improvements in the way that i thought and i've even stopped thinking and how my mind operated, and there's so much science that backs that up about the effects on the, the front part of your brain, the neocortex, and it changes the grooves. Just Google, you know, research done into Buddhist monks meditation training. You'll find loads of really good stuff. And the great thing I say now, maybe seven, eight, nine years into meditating, I can't even remember when I started, is it's now probably the main thing that I do to care for my mind it is the number one. Because what it does for me it creates a lot more space, a lot more choice, a lot more self-awareness, like a, a vastness in the mind brings me back into the present moment, away from thought patterns and trails and things like that. And it also, the reason I like it is it's, there's an absence to it. It's kind of like space, you know, outside in space, there's so much sp empty space out there in the cosmos. It's not crammed full of stuff. And I think for me, my mind can sometimes feel very crammed full of things. And meditation helps me to tap into the fact that you know, I'm not just one little country lane, I'm actually a city, you know, or I'm not just one garden, I'm a football pitch, and we all are. So meditation, out of all of them, continues to be the number one thing that I would recommend if you're wanting to look after your mind. And prayer, whatever that means to you, means different things to different people. Some people have religious beliefs, some people don't. Uh, for me, it's that opportunity to appreciate my life and how quiet time if you go to season one episode 10 you hear the story of why I started my business and the brutal things that I and my family went through that led to creation of my business and for me gratitude and just recognizing have those moments every single day we recognize my life is brilliant and I'm very grateful for it or even just recognize the bits that aren't brilliant and just accept it all is a very insightful thing to do where you're operating from something beyond your thoughts you know so in terms of meditation it's like 
who's meditating here, you know, to get a bit deep. Same thing with prayer. You're just stepping outside of your everyday moment to look at the next time you have your dinner and really look at it and just go, wow, it's pretty good stuff happening here. So that's what prayer means to me, that gratitude, that appreciation, that it's like tapping into the mains, you know. And then the, the fourth aspect I wrote about was that the body and mind were linked. Now, a little bit of a backstory, you might not know about this. When I wrote this part of the book originally, it was before I had my business and I was working as a personal trainer for a little bit. And every time my clients used to struggle with physical things, I used to talk to them in metaphors and try and say, well, you gotta tap into the power of your mind. And they were like, what are you talking about? And I'd use examples and things and talk about, you know, coming from a place of love or strength and all these different things. And they'd always get these results and they'd be like, what is it that I've just tapped into there? I was like, that's the power of your mind. Your mind is is infinite. You know, your body will fail before your mind. And they're linked together and they were like, oh, that's really interesting. And that's why I wrote the two things, by the way. So if you wanted to know, the two parts of the book that I wrote first together were the body and the mind, because to me they are essential and they're linked. And it's something we don't, still don't, I think, know enough about. Yes, you hear neuroscientists um, and doctors talking about chemicals in the body, but I still think that we still have that, what's called duality. We think of body and mind separate, completely separate. I wouldn't make the case. In fact, everything I do is the opposite about saying they're completely linked. They are holistic and together. So something I wanted to put in, which I think is very important, anytime we're talking about the mind and going back to mental health for a minute, it's very important that you reach out to professionals. I always talk about your support team. In relation to your mind, I would advise that your support team should always include your doctor or your local surgery, GP, could be a therapist, could be a charity, could be the Samaritan. So make sure if you find anything's difficult, you reach out to relevant professionals and they are trained in how to help you. And the same thing when it comes to the mind. There are a lot of influencers out there, people of influence, people of authority, and some of them are amazing and can give you some incredible things to help you with your mind. And some of them are shocking and they're very shallow and not good at all. So as you know, with everything in these podcasts and everything that we do with Katos, we give, we give guidelines, we give you know, ideas and inspiration. It's for you to take the thing and run with it yourself. It's never for me to tell you what to do, but one thing I've learned from one of my friends, which I'll come on to in a minute, is think for yourself. You know, take the time to think, who's talking here? Is it a credible source? What are they saying? Is it going to damage me? And most of the time, it can be quite obvious, you know, if something's coming from a good place and a credible source. I think more, even more than when I wrote the book, now we have access to material from people that can just say whatever they want all the time on the internet, on YouTube, wherever. And I think an element of uh, distinction and ascertaining, hang on a second, what what's being said here is very very important when it comes to looking after your mind because just like you wouldn't follow advice from somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about in terms of parenting or religion or business things like that just make sure that you know you consider right who's talking here what are they saying and where's it coming from so i wanted to give you four examples that to me are world-class examples of people who are leading the way in different aspects of your mind so we've talked about this haven't we before Right at the start, we said the mind is way more than mental health. That's a part of it. it involves inspiration, meditation, prayer. It involves your body. There's so much I could talk for hours about I mean, what is the mind. But I thought what would be more helpful for you is to give you four examples of real-life people who are experts in their field. They're incredible. And they're all helping people around the world to understand the mind in different, and I would say complementary ways. Because when I've studied them and learnt from them, and one of these people... 
what I've actually had the pleasure of talking to and I consider a friend. They've all helped me to take something from it and apply it and then think, wow, that's amazing, that works, that's good, and it yet it always points to something bigger. <laughs> it's really inspiring. Always, it's like I said before, it's like tapping into the mains. When you really look after your mind and really get it into a happy, healthy place, it thrives in, in a way that is very hard to express unless you've actually experienced it. The first person I would highly suggest that you check out is Dr. Caroline Leaf. So Dr. Caroline Leaf is a neuroscientist, neuro um, neurons in your brain, little thought cells. She studies the brain and has studied the brain for years and years. It's very important, I, I think, to understand the neurology of your brain, meaning your actual brain and the dendrites and all the little connections and the chemicals and the electric pathways and all the things that I've studied for a few years from people like Dr. Caroline, but she's the expert, right? She knows what she's talking about understanding how your brain is is plastic and can change and what you have to do in order for that to happen and when you get stuck in a negative thought pattern what's actually going on in your brain and how can you adapt it can you create programs can you create habits yes you can i've been applying the kind of material that she talks about for about eight or nine years and in my experience it's one of the most important fundamental things just like i was saying last week on the body need to understand you know your macros carbs fats and protein same thing with the mind you need to know about the brain cells what's actually going on in the brain so make sure to check out dr caroline leaf go on her website she's got a, a podcast she's got some excellent books and she's a really good starting point in terms of the neurology meaning the bits and pieces of your brain how it actually works but i don't want to speak to some people and the moment you start mentioning those kind of scientific terms sometimes they switch off or, you know, do you sometimes think, that's a bit complicated, Mike? I don't I don't quite understand that. And it's, it is very complicated. I struggle with it sometimes. Well, a different way of thinking about it is in terms of the psychology of the brain. And psychology has been around for a few hundred years, uh, in my opinion. This means some incredible things done in psychiatry and psychology and, and understand the brain in this, this ways of thinking and thought patterns and behaviours and how it all links together. There's many different ways that you can explore it and there are many different people and types of psychology you can look into from counseling cognitive behavioral therapy cbt all sorts of different things great starting point i suggest though is go to dr carol dweck dr carol dweck did an incredible talk on the power of yet she is a psychology professor at harvard university and i've read one of her books and looked into several of her studies and she's done some incredible things she's pretty much when i was a teacher helped to popularize in the educational sector the phrase growth mindset and the idea that if you have a fixed mindset and you think your brain's stuck, can't teach an old dog new tricks, guess what? That's what you'll live. <laughs> and if you think, no, I haven't figured it out yet, but I can change and grow and adapt, then you will do that. And she's got all sorts of clinical studies and real-life studies where she's trialed these ideas and people have just shown just how true that is. I embraced having a growth mindset properly. I'd say, well, most of my life I'd like to think I've been doing it, but I only knew it was a thing about 10 years ago. And once you understand that, it's really cool. So Dr. Caroline Leaf will give you the, the science of the brain. And Dr. Carol Dweck will help you to understand it from a psychological point of view, how that relates into how you think about yourself and patterns of behavior. The third one, which is an amazing one, and I'm very happy to, to bring this recommendation to you, is a man called Yarin Kamor. 
I could tell you so many things about Yaron Kamala. So he's from Israel. He's been a journalist and a thought leader. He teaches creative thinking and out-the-box thinking. He's written several books. I'm very fortunate to have spoken to him several times and class him as a good friend. He's a very, very intelligent and humble man at the exact same time. The reason I'd suggest you check out Yaron and his books, and he even has these like little packs you can buy of creative thinking cards and scenarios, is he will help you to understand in a very real way how and when we all get stuck in ways of thinking and then what's actually happened there and then just how many more opportunities you may have then beyond what you can currently think, how we get manipulated, what's actually going on there, the things that he does and says in the examples, they're almost like magic tricks. You know when you see a magic trick you think, what is that going on there? That is amazing. He's helped me and many others, thousands of other people to understand the magic of real true thinking. He's been telling me only last week, he's been working a lot with children, young people and the ideas that they have at that young age and taking them very seriously and understanding how they can lead to incredible things before we sometimes, as Dr. Carol Dweck would say, get stuck with a closed kind of mindset. So make sure to check out Yaron Kamor because once you start to understand the choices you have in your mind, it's it's like instead of two choices, you've got 700 million. And he will show you how that actually works rather than just being like an overwhelming idea. So make sure to check him out. The final person is an incredible man called Mathieu Ricard. Mathieu Ricard is a Buddhist monk who's French and started out as a scientist and became a monk and went into hermitage in Nepal. And for me, I wanted to recommend that you check him out because Buddhist monks in general, for me, are so inspiring because of the loving kindness that they tangibly demonstrate, right? They understand the mind and the brain very well through a culture that goes back thousands of years, but more so than that, they practically apply it and you can just see it. And when I continue to meditate and try and understand this, the serenity that it can give you in your mind is incredible. Absolutely incredible. We can know the brain, we can know psychology, you can know all this stuff, but if we're not practicing it and feeling it and actually living it, then it's just a bunch of words on a page, isn't it? And to me, Mathieu Ricard really inspires me as a real-life example of somebody who does understand the mind and is living it. He wrote an incredible book called Happiness, Guide to Life's Most Important Skill, and he, he said this really great quote when he said, well, we wouldn't begrudge it taking years to get a, a skill or a world-class degree in a profession, so why do we expect ourselves to be able to master our mind in a few minutes? And I love that. So the idea he's saying is it's a craft. Work on it. Take your time. Be patient with yourself and your mind. I think that's wonderful. So the final thing I'd like to say in relation to this is this is one of the best ways I take care of my mind is to use a natural image when if you feel like you get stuck in a thought or a feeling and you think, oh, I can't find a way forward. Think about the sky or think about the ocean. So pick one now. What would you prefer, a blue sky or a deep ocean? One of them will hopefully resonate with you stronger. And when we get stuck, we're in the clouds and there's always a blue sky above. If you go on a plane, you know, that lovely feeling you go above the clouds. Or if it's in the ocean, we've got storms on the sea, and but they're only on the surface, they're never in the deep. And for me, meditation, inspiration, prayer, being holistic, looking into these world-class people, always just point to the exact same thing. Don't get so caught up in the surface. Go deeper. There's so much more. You are, we are so, so much more than what we can just see on the surface. So I hope that's been helpful in giving you some extra insights into the mind and how I think about it or don't think about it (laughs) these days. 
Make sure to check out the world-class examples. Pick one of the four that resonates strongest with you. All four of them are fantastic people. And just remember two things. You can pick something from today, trial it out. Hopefully it can help you with your mind. But even if you don't, just know that right now, however your mind is, somebody out there loves you very, very much. Okay? Now take care and speak soon. Did you know that we've got around 86 plus or minus billion neurons? All those little brain cells we were talking about before, 86 billion neurons in our brain. Each single neuron can connect with another neuron, and that can make over a trillion possible connections. So just like Yaron was saying, next time you've got a choice and you think you've only got two choices, you haven't got one or two, you've got over a trillion. <laughs>